Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CareerBuilder is made for people who have that thing. You know, those superpowers that make you good at your job. The skills you bring to work. And CareerBuilder knows those skills make you right for other jobs too. Higher paying jobs with benefits. Jobs you never thought of trying. Are you a people person? Work from home as a customer service rep. Are you organized and like driving? Become a delivery driver. You have the skills it takes, and CareerBuilder.com has the jobs to get you hired fast. Visit CareerBuilder.com. Hey everybody, it's Wednesday, October 18th, 2023. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, joined by Michael F. Florio. On today's show, we are previewing Thursday Night Football and the early Sunday games from Week 7. Are you ready for Week 7? Because Week 7 doesn't seem like it's going to be fun. You know, Week 5 and 6, we were like, these were weird weeks where a lot of stuff that we weren't planning on happened Week seven, at least we know going into it that it's it's not going to be great because six teams on by, lots of injuries already, but I think we could help people weather the storm. We will start as we normally do with our fantasy headlines, starting with Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence dealing with a knee injury. Now, he is believed to have avoided any sort of major issue, but considered day to day. And right now, his status for Thursday night football is up in the air. So... Let's just say for the sake of argument and for the sake of actually having content on this show that C.J. Beathard plays this week. Uh, What do you feel about the wide receivers and I guess the tight ends and the the whole pass catching group uh, for Jacksonville? Given the fact that there are six teams on by and there's a whole lot of injuries right now around the league, you probably are not in a position where you could sit Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk or Calvin Ridley. Maybe if you are, you can go ahead and get away from them. I think what it does is it makes them all just a little bit more boom or bust. I think the upside is still there because they're all big play threats, especially with Calvin Ridley. I would be most worried with because he's the one that they like to target downfield. But I would still think the upside would be high enough where you probably can't get away. I know I have a couple of leagues where I can't get away from Calvin Ridley. I am having to start him because of buys and injuries and the like, but I'm not excited about it. Uh, We've kind of seen what C.J. Beathard can be, and there's very much a cap on what uh, the production potential is, and that is going to impact everybody. And I also think it's hard to go a lot deeper. I mean, Ridley and Kirk sort of taking away from each other. Evan Ingram has been very steady, if not spectacular, uh, but everybody, I think, takes a bump down 
if it is indeed C.J. Beathard. Staying in the AFC South, Ryan Tannehill has an injured ankle. Looks like a high ankle sprain. The good news is he will not require surgery. The bad news is he could be out for an extended period of time. The Titans went out and drafted Will Levis, but Malik Willis is ahead of him on the depth chart. So, assuming Willis is going to be the starter for the foreseeable future, is he worth adding to fantasy rosters? Definitely in two quarterback leagues and one QB formats, I would probably take a wait and see approach unless you are really, really in need of just life at the quarterback position. The thing is, the floor is not very high with Malik Willis. We saw that last year when he got to start. Uh, he did look a lot better this year. The, we're hearing reports from preseason and stuff that he is really, you know, coming into his own. But the whole thing is the rushing ability. Like even in his limited snaps the other day, he ran for 17 yards on three carries. That is what makes him fantasy relevant. I mean, it's sort of, I guess, in a lot of ways, what we were hoping for for Anthony Richardson. And sadly, at this point, we know that he's going to be out for the rest of the year after having shoulder surgery. That is the upside. I will say selfishly with somebody as Malik with Malik Willis on a dynasty roster. Very curious to see what this is going to be. I guess the other thing that sort of works in his favor is this year they have DeAndre Hopkins, where last year yeah. they did not. They were trying to make it work with Traylon Burks uh, with not great results. So at least this year with Willis in there, he's got a guy that he can go to and know that he can make plays for him. So we'll see. And But I'm with you. If, if it's not a two quarterback league, uh, then I don't know that I'm going out to get Malik Willis uh, at this point. Meanwhile, in Los Angeles, looks like Zach Evans is going to be the starter for the Rams at running back. Kyron Williams dealing with an ankle injury that's going to keep him out. And Ronnie Rivers, who was the backup, is on injured reserve. So the Rams have gone out and they've added a whole bunch of pieces. It looks like Miles Gaskin is back in our lives. They went and reunited with Daryl Henderson, reunited. I don't know if that feels so good. Uh, just a whole lot of names from the past that are coming back to Los Angeles. But looking like Evans is going to be the starter, very popular on waiver wires. Where would you rank him this week against the Steelers defense? Uh, I still think he is purely just a flex option uh, because I'm very scared. Look, the Rams, <laughs> they are saying he is likely the lead back, but they did go out and they signed Daryl Henderson, who just a calendar year ago was their leading rusher at this time in the season last year. He knows this system very well. They brought in Miles Gaskin from Minnesota. That offense is very similar to the Rams. This is giving me flashbacks to, I think it was like 2018 or 2019, where championship week, Todd Gurley sits out and everyone's like, John Kelly, he's the backup, been the backup all year. He's the guy to start. And they bring in CJ Anderson off the street. He gets all the volume and it cost me a fantasy championship and probably a whole lot of other people fantasy championships. So I have trouble trusting Sean McVay with running back. I understand that. Uh, I will say there's a little warm spot in my heart for Vallejo's finest CJ Anderson being from the same hometown. But uh, no, I do remember that. I am going to bank on it being Zach Evans as the lead back. Now, will other guys work in there? Certainly, it's very possible. I mean, I think part of the reason you saw Daryl Henderson come back is because he at least has some familiarity. I know the offense looks a little bit different this year, but he at least has a basic familiarity with what they're doing there in Los Angeles. And I think that had something to do with it. But uh, Evans is the guy that I think everybody went out and added. I think he... Uh, had a change of about 33% in roster percentage on NFL.com that probably went from zero to 33 is probably what it was. So uh, I would give him a shot in my lineup if I had to. Probably nothing more than a flex, though, uh, against the Steelers defense. 
All right, let's get going with our look at week seven. We will start it with Thursday night football, as we always do. The Jacksonville Jaguars heading to New Orleans to take on the Saints, 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. You can see that on Prime Video. So we talked about the quarterback situation that could be C.J. Beathard, and we all both agreed that uh, you bump down the ceiling for guys like Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley. But of the two, which one do you think scores more fantasy points this week? I'm going to go with Christian Kirk because one, he, he plays in the slot more and not only do the Saints give up more production to the slot than they do out wide receivers, whether it's Beathard or a banged up Trevor Lawrence, I think short, quicker throws to the slot makes more sense than trying to wait and, and let Calvin Ridley win downfield. I also looked at where he runs his routes more on the left side out wide that the Saints have been pretty stingy this season to, to receivers that line up there. Yeah, I think I'm going with Kirk, especially if it is Beathard, just because, as you mentioned, they're going to want to get the ball out quick. I think if it were Trevor Lawrence, I might actually lean toward Calvin Ridley in this one, because I think they would be willing to take more shots down the field. But it's a good Saints defense. I don't expect they're going to give up a ton of big plays if Kirk is going to succeed or if any of these pass catchers is going to succeed. It's probably going to be more with volume than getting chunk plays here. So I'm going to go with Kirk, who has consistently been the better receiver over the course of the first six weeks of the season. On the other side, Chris Olave is still captain air yards. The only player with more air yards than him so far this season is AJ Brown. It hasn't necessarily translated into a lot of big plays. He has just one touchdown all season long. So let's do a little more or less. Uh, 0.5 touchdowns for Chris Olave. So basically I'm asking you, can he get in the end zone this week? I want to believe I'm going to say yes. You hear that, Derek Carr? Give <laughs> your best weapon an opportunity to score. And you talk about the air yards, and I think that's a big thing. The Jaguars have allowed the second most yards on deep passes this year. The only team to allow more is the Commanders. So whether it comes on a long touchdown for Chris Olave or one in the red zone, something, they are going to need to put up points if Trevor Lawrence plays. So I think Olave finds the end zone. I'm going with more as well, just because all the metrics – are, are what we want, right? I mean, he's getting a ton of targets. He's targeted on a lot of his routes run. He's getting the air yards. They're moving him all over the field, having him run a wide variety of routes. It's everything you want. He just hasn't gotten in the painted area. But if they continue to use him this way, it seems inevitable that he's going to score. I think this is the week he gets back in. So uh, much like you and like Fox Mulder, I want to believe. There you go. That's Thursday Night Football. That gets us to the Sunday slate of games. I don't know if you've heard, but it is Bipocalypse this week. The Panthers, the Bengals, the Cowboys, the Texans, the Jets, and the Titans all get the week off to sit back and enjoy the league championship series, or I guess football too, if that's what they want to do. So let's start with a game that is a lot more intriguing now than I thought it would be at the beginning of the season. The 5-1 Detroit Lions leading the NFC North taking on a good Baltimore Ravens team that seems to play well against good teams and poorly against bad teams. But the question is, what do we do with the running backs in this game? Because both sides are kind of messy right now. And both sides, I think for the pass catchers, we know who to start on these teams now. Uh, so the running backs for the Ravens, I'm just saying sit all of them. Like yeah. Gus Edwards and Justice Hill continue to cannibalize from each other. And the Lions have been extremely stingy against running backs. But for the Lions, I think Jameer Gibbs, this is a week that you want him in your lineup. We saw them play week three without Montgomery. Gibbs had 
17 carries, Reynolds had four, and Gibbs had both running back targets. And I know there's people online being like, did you see that block Reynolds threw the other day? That's what wins Dan Campbell over. You know what else wins Dan Campbell over? Using a top 12 pick on a running back. <laughs> yeah, may, maybe get that guy the ball with David Montgomery sidelined. I mean, Jameer Gibbs is the only guy that I would possibly consider and, and maybe that's just me still being blinded by the talent and the upside there even if he's not getting a whole lot of touches so I guess I believe in him but I'm with you I am out on the Ravens running backs there's two guys there Keaton Mitchell is available didn't play any snaps last week but there's talk that maybe he gets some more opportunities so a three-headed monster against the Lions run defense not to mention that Lamar Jackson's still going to get his uh no thank you for any Ravens running backs this week Raiders at the Bears. Jimmy Garoppolo uh, did not practice on Wednesday. They've already said Justin Fields is doubtful, and it's looking like it's going to be Tyler or Tyson Bagent uh, getting the start for the Chicago Bears. So a couple of backup quarterbacks. We got a couple of really good wide receivers. I mean, DJ Moore on one side, Devontae Adams on the other side. You can even throw Jacoby Myers in there with the way he's playing. How much does the quarterback situation impact whether or not you're starting the pass catchers? It certainly has a, a big impact. And you said on Fantasy Live to start Devontae Adams. I said to start DJ Moore. And I continue to, to stand by that. It's the secondary option. Like, you're not starting Darnell Mooney. Jacoby Myers, I would try to get away from if possible this week. Like, Michael Mayer is a tight end that I want on my roster. But if I, I do not want to start him if I don't have to this week. Cole Komet, I understand tight end. You might not be able to get away. But you need to be lowering your expectations for all of these players. And in some cases, that probably means sitting them. I think, you know, like I said, you, you mentioned it on Fantasy Live. I did too. What are you going to do? Not start Devontae Adams? I mean, who are you going to put in the spot? You know, throw Wandale Robinson in there. You're going to pray for Rasheed Rice or Sky Moore. No, you're going to start Devontae Adams, but the ceiling is lower. My hope is that it's Brian Hoyer over Aiden O'Connell, just because Hoyer being the journeyman, I think will have a little more experience in getting the ball to his playmakers, similar with DJ Moore. There really aren't a lot of options for the Bears to, to throw the football to. So hopefully DJ Moore was buying bagels and taking Ty, uh, Tyson Bajent out to lunch <laughs> or something just to build that rapport. But both those guys are starting. Um, I would maybe give Jacoby Meyer a shot at a flex spot, but that's kind of it. We, we did see one game this year with, with Adams with no Jimmy G. 13 targets, 8 catches, 75 yards. And that was the game where he had a touchdown that the Raiders didn't challenge. Yeah, so that's right. As long as Devontae's shoulder's okay, he's quarterback proof. And you would think so. So uh, Devontae Adams, DJ Moore, going to be in your lineup. I'm going to step away for a quick break. Stick around for more of the NFL Fantasy Football Show. Hey, Doug Gottlieb here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making the now perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines the raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. With the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true with new available tech. This legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out the amazing national sales event deals. When you visit buy a Toyota.com Toyota, 
Let's go places. Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too. With thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Let's get back to some other football, though. Browns at the Colts. Uh, We know no more Anthony Richardson for the rest of the year. He's going to have season-ending shoulder surgery. Michael Pittman Jr., though, has been pretty good. Uh, Are we starting him or sitting him? And... What are we doing about the Colts running backs? So just like you didn't have the the stones you said for Taysom Hill as a as a sleeper, I didn't have that to to say Michael Pittman Jr. was a sit. So I said Josh Downs was a sit and start of sit him this week. But to me, I think Michael Pittman Jr. depends on your options. He is on bust watch this week for sure because of the Browns. They've allowed the fewest yards by far. Two wide receivers. They're allowing just 5.9 yards per attempt. The fantasy points have been extremely stingy, but again, volume probably keeps Pittman in play. And I have Jonathan Taylor in a number of leagues. I have Zach Moss in a number of leagues. Until we see reason not to start these two, especially with six teams on by, I don't care about the matchup. I'm just continuing to start them. Yeah, I think you're starting the running backs, understanding that the ceiling is definitely lower this week. We saw what the Browns did to the 49ers and the fact that the Browns defense has been just straight up awesome this year. So that's something to sort of keep in mind. But volume, I think more than anything, sort of rules the day there. Um, And again, Pittman, I think sort of the same thing. He has been the guy that's getting a lot of targets. It's him and Josh Downs. Pretty narrowly funneled passing game there. But I would say the ceiling for all of those players is lowered because the Browns have been so good. Bills at the Patriots. The Patriots, they stink on offense. Uh, But Ramondre Stevenson actually did things last week against the Raiders. James Cook seems like he's good. The Bills don't seem to want to give him the football. So between the two of them, Stevenson or Cook, is it Stevenson, Seasonson, or will we hashtag let James Cook? They should let James Cook, because on a per-touch basis, he's one of the best running backs in the league. But for some reason, they really like this power running style of Latavius Murray, and he continues to eat more and more into James Cook's workload. I'm going to surprise myself and a lot of people here. I think you start Ramondre Stevenson over James Cook. The floor is safer with Cook, but I think there's more upside with Stevenson this week. They started throwing him the ball again last week for as I know people like to think the Bills could stop the run because they haven't given up a whole lot of rushing touchdowns, but they do allow over five yards per carry to running backs this season. It's the third highest in the league. Uh, again, floor probably safer with Cook, but I, I would take the upside swing on Stevenson. I would tend to agree, and it's funny because I have I'm invested in both these guys across a lot of fantasy rosters, and so it's been frustrating. What I think is that while both of them are the RB ones on their respective rosters, 
it seems like the Patriots are more willing to give Ramondre Stevenson a big workload. Yes, they're working in Ezekiel Elliott, but I think they're going to lean more on Stevenson. And I think especially with the issues at quarterback and the uncertainty of Mac Jones, I think that means it's time to get Stevenson more involved, get him more, more touches, more targets. On the other side, James Cook, as you mentioned, is really good when he has the ball in his hands, but we're seeing a lot of Latavius Murray right now, and especially when they get down near the goal line, it's Latavius Murray, and so that puts a cap on Cook's touchdown upside. That makes me a little bit nervous, so give me Stevenson. Uh, we'll see what happens. Both of them, though, give me a little bit of a pit in my stomach at this one. Um, Commanders and Giants, again, wacky football potentially coming. The Giants wide receivers have a very good matchup against a commander's defense that has been had quite a few times this season by opposing offenses. Would you consider streaming any Giants receivers? I think Wando Robinson is in play and he's going to be a popular streamer. He is eight targets last week, at least six in three straight. The commanders have allowed the most yards, touchdowns and third most fantasy points to receivers. But if you're going a little bit deeper, I think this is a potential for a Jalen Hyatt breakout game. He ran 30 routes last week. That was the second most on the Giants. And the commanders have allowed the most yards and touchdowns to out wide receivers and to on deep passes, both areas where Jalen Hyatt not only excels, but he is the Giants best option. So uh, I've been high on Hyatt this year, Marcus. I'm thinking this could be the breakout. I am big on Hyatt, too. I Look, I think if you're in a deep league and you need a flex, I think you can start him. But I've been advocating at least to go pick him up, add him to the roster, because the Giants are starting to integrate him into the offense more and more every week. He's starting to see more targets. He's the guy that they sort of need. This this passing game is very condensed. It's very close to the line of scrimmage. They need somebody who can stretch the field. That is why they drafted Jalen Hyatt. And I'm hoping that Brian Dable is starting to use him in that respect. So uh, in terms of guys that I would start, Wondell Robinson, I would for sure start because they are getting the ball in his hands a ton. He's kind of become an extension of the, the running game there. A lot of short targets and just letting him use his athleticism. So I would give him a start. Hyatt in deeper leagues, I'd consider. But again, go pick up Jalen Hyatt if he's out there on your roster and stash him and just wait. Falcons at the Buccaneers. This game is for first place in the NFC South. I know there's a lot of season left to go, but facts is facts. That's what it is. Drake London, Kyle Pitts. It's like like Arthur Smith just finally was introduced to them in the hallway over the last couple of weeks because now they're starting to get targets. So can we start them confidently against the Buccaneers? I think so, Uh, especially with six teams on by. Kyle Pitts in the last month has given you 11 fantasy points per game or just under it. That's enough to make him a tight end one, and he's topped 14 in two straight. Drake London was the wide receiver six last week. He is now topped 11 fantasy points in three of four. Arthur Smith, like you said, he's realizing, hey, maybe these guys that we use two top 10 picks on, it's a good idea to start throwing them the ball. And I don't think there's any going back because... I mean, how can you watch them succeed and be like, you know what we need to do? Start throwing a Mac Hollins again. So I think, uh, <laughs> I, I think, especially with six teams on by, they're shown to have a safe floor, and the ceiling is what we like. That is definitely what we like. You know, you know quite as it's kept over the last two weeks, uh, Kyle Pitts has been a top four fantasy tight end. And I understand the bar is lower for that sort of thing, but they are getting him the football. Go back over the last three weeks. London and Pitts have combined for about 46% of the targets, nearly 60% of the air yards. I just like that suddenly Desmond Ritter or Arthur Smith or some combination thereof has decided, let's get the ball to our playmakers. So that means Drake London. That means Kyle Pitts. That means B. John Robinson. That's all we ask for. We are a simple folk as fantasy types. 
just get the ball to your best players and we think you're going to be successful and we're going to be happy and we're not going to tweet memes about you you and the surrender cobra like you and kellen moore both did this past week so um thank you arthur smith please don't break our hearts even though i'm pretty sure you're going to do that he never would he, of course not. He would never break. And he would never run and take shots at us from his post-game podium either because that's just not who Arthur Smith is. That'll do it for this edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Show. Stay happy, safe, and healthy. Do good and live well. We'll be back tomorrow to preview the rest of the Week 7 matchups. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.